Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, March the 30th in 2021 on When Our Eyes. We're currently in year B of the Revised Common Lectionary and this is Holy Week. And so what's cool is that there's a liturgy for every day of Holy Week. So we're going to be in the Tuesday of Holy Week and we're look at, we look, like to look at the Psalm for the Week on a Tuesday. So we're going to be in Psalm 71 verses 1 through 14. Let me be honest, I don't think I've concentrated much on Psalm 71 until this point. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that emerges from it. Thanks for making this party morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 71 verses 1 through 14. In you, O Lord, I have taken shelter. Never let me be humiliated. Vindicate me by rescuing me. Listen to me. Deliver me. Be my protector and refuge, a stronghold where I can be safe. For you are my high ridge and my stronghold. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the hand of the cruel oppressor. For you are my hope. O sovereign Lord, I have trusted in you since I was young. I have learned on you since birth. You pulled me from my mother's womb. I praise you continually. Many are appalled when they see me, but you are my secure shelter. I praise you constantly. I speak of your splendor all day long. Do not reject me in my old age. When my strength fails, do not abandon me. For my enemies talk about me. Those waiting for a chance to kill me plot for my demise. They say, God has abandoned him. Run and seize him, for there is no one who will rescue him. O God, do not remain far away from me. My God, hurry and help me. May my accusers be humiliated and uh, defeated. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. As for me, I will wait continually and will continue to praise you. This is the word of God for us. The world in which the Bible is written in was an honor and shame culture, which means that, I mean, they, these folks um, typically didn't expect that their financial wealth would grow that much. Uh, usually the same amount of wealth would be passed from house to house and standard transactions of life. So like, think about like the same pile of money dis- dispersed and then changed in exchange because of services or goods. And so there was like a collective value in a community, but never like they never expected to go from like this amount to like increase 50% collectively. That did something that wasn't expected. So what was at stake was social equity and social equity was wildly important because uh, shame was a currency that could uh, motivate somebody in this culture. And so you wouldn't want to betray, uh, particularly the elderly in your community. You want to, you would not want to put a stain on your life or your family's life or like your name. And so there's this constant uh, social checking uh, within a community. And so it wouldn't be, it shouldn't be a surprise to us that a psalm like Psalm 71 lands in the Psalter. Uh, we believe that it's written by an elderly person towards the end of their life, and. They're, they're giving a great uh, examination of who they have been, and they felt like they've been faithful. They have praised the Lord, and they do feel like this threat. Uh, they feel vulnerable at this moment, and so they're reminding God that uh, He should watch out for them because they've praised Him their whole lives. This is some vivid imagery here, and so I think it could bring a couple things for us. Just in general, I, have to, I admire uh, what we see in the biblical text for supporting the elderly in the community. And this is true in wisdom traditions. 
in wisdom traditions, um, there is a place for the elderly among them. Uh, they believe that uh, they've walked before them, uh, when the elderly have walked before younger generations with grace and with strength. And so they have so much wisdom to bestow. And that is the, the goal, that is the end, uh, what you long for as a person who ages in these communities, that uh, you get a space then to instill wisdom upon the young. And so I think it's important for us, American culture, we do honor, but we tend to honor hard work and those who work hard in the moment. A lot of times we trail off in our honor towards those who are living in their legacy years. And so I think this is an important call for us as the church to honor those who have come before us. In my daily devotions this morning as I was reading, I was reading First Thessalonians and it talks about how um, the Thessalonians were imitators of Paul and his way of life and the other leaders' way of life. And because of that, they're becoming a model for the rest of uh, the church out there. I think that's important. Uh, we uh, have a chance with the elderly among us to model and to imitate the wise way in which they have lived for all these decades. And as we do so, we become a model to the generations before us. And so in general, Psalm 71 helps us to um, hear in the voice of an elderly person their constant devotion to God, this decades and decades of worshiping and the intimacy that they have with God because of it. But I think also in particular, this is Holy Week. And I think and imagine that the those who put the Revised Common Election together, they put 71, Psalm 71 in the Psalter during Holy Week because this is a person who's asking God for deliverance when they feel threatened. And this is, uh, I think, in the spirit of what Jesus must have felt in his last week uh, leading up to his apprehension and his crucifixion. He, he, he knew the signs of the times. He could read what was going on. He knew that Judas was going to betray him from his inner circle. He knew that it was going to be advantageous for the Jews to hand him over to the Romans. And so he wasn't, um, he wasn't naive to what was going on. And so we, we sense that as we imagine him in the Garden of Gethsemane on the night he was uh, betrayed and on the night that he was arrested, that perhaps some of these words were coming to his mind as he was praying to his father. We get like a short episode in the Garden of Gethsemane narratives. We don't get all that he prayed. But I imagine as one who is steeped in the biblical tradition of his people that Jesus would have had these words in mind. Uh, particularly, um, we look at uh, the first few verses. In you, O Lord, I have taken shelter. Never let me be humiliated. Vindicate me by rescuing me. Listen to me and deliver me. Those had to have been words that Jesus was contemplating. Consolation, a request that he was giving to his Father during this time. So let's put ourselves in Jesus' position. He felt surrounded. When he felt surrounded, he didn't take matters into his own hands, but he trusted himself to God. And his one of his chief request was that God would vindicate him. He knew that perhaps uh, suffering would come to him. He knew that death would befall on him. And so he knew that God was powerful enough to vindicate him. And that is what we see in the resurrection on Easter morning. So a lot to pray about here, a lot to think about. But I think I want to pray for uh, the elderly community and the church that they would have a place of honor and also they'd be uh, that they would be eager and interested to bestow wisdom upon younger generations. And then just meditate for a moment on the sufferings of Christ as we get closer and closer to the cross this holy week. Let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you for the gift of community, the church community that you've called us into. I thank you that when we call upon the same Lord, that we belong to the same family. And 
Thank you for this worldwide family of the church. I thank you that we're journeying towards the cross and to the empty tomb together during this holy week. God, I thank you for Psalm 71 as it reminds us uh, about the longings of the elderly among us. And God, we confess that sometimes we have neglected the elderly. We've uh, consider that since they're done uh, working and producing, uh, that perhaps we should move on. And uh, sometimes we have quite the awkward relationship with the elderly. And so we confess that we need your help uh, because you love uh, the, the aged among us. You love those who have walked the road of faith for uh, decades after decade. And God, we think that the church is full of generations, not just one group of people, but several groups of people, several generations mingling together. And so, God, we pray that you'd bless the elderly among our churches. We pray that you give them a voice within our conversations. And I pray that their voice would be a wise voice. And that as they give away wisdom and as they encourage the young, I pray that they would be blessed. You know, we think about Jesus today. We thank you that uh, Jesus is able and willing to endure the cross and to scorn its shame. And a bit of that was to fill uh, the threat uh, that was around him constantly and to still move forward. We thank you that Jesus did not waver in his dedication to his suffering. Uh, we thank you that his suffering now gives us uh, the life that we can embrace for eternity. And so as we get closer and closer to the cross this Holy Week, I pray that we would be able to resonate with all of the experience of Christ and that it would shape our hearts and minds to be more like him. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.